0: Thank you. Good morning, Mr. Speaker. Good morning, colleagues. We are off to a rather late start, Mr. Speaker, and I understand that there are no rooms available on Grand Turk to accommodate uh, parliamentarians. So, Mr. Speaker, I will not um, suspend the standing orders for the House to go beyond 6 o'clock. But Mr. Speaker, um, I beg leave in accordance with Standing Order 95 and Standing Order 130 to have the bills entitled Business Licensing Amendment Bill 2021. And the House of Assembly Speaker and all of them salaries and allowances amendment bill 2021 to go through all three readings within this sitting. Um, do I have a second Second. Honorable members.
1: Motion moved by the Honorable Premier and seconded by the Honorable Leader of the Opposition that the bill entitled Business Licensing Amendment Bill 2021 and the bill entitled House of Assembly and Other Members' Salaries and Allowances Amendment Bill 2021 go through all three readings at this sitting. All in favor, say aye. All to the contrary, no. The ayes have it. Honorable we'll permit.
0: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, thank you, honorable members. Mr. Speaker, I would like to rearrange the order paper to have item number four, two-minute speeches by members, and item number 12, statement by ministers be taken after item number 17, orders of the day. Mr. Um, speaker, I move to have the Beach Coastal Landing Bill 2021 goes through second reading, committee of the whole, and passage. Then we revert to the second reading of the Business Licensing Amendment Bill 2021, committee of the whole, the third reading, and passage. Then, then Mr. Speaker, we have the Integrity Commission Amendment No. 2 Bill 2021 to go to second reading and passage and then the house of assembly speaker and order members' salaries and allowances amendment bill 2021 yes go to committee and passage Honorable Premier, can you please repeat that for me uh, would you would like the the order of the bill go no, Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I move to have the Beach Coastal Bending Bill 2021 go through second reading and then to Committee of the Whole and passage, after which we shall revert to the second reading of the Business License Amendment Bill 2021, goes to the Committee of the Whole, and then the third reading through passage, and then, Mr. Speaker, the Integrity Commission Amendment Bill 2021 to go to the second reading and third then into passage. Uh, then into third reading and into passage and then the House of Assembly is the final item Um, and then the speaker, the final item to be the speaker and other members' salaries and allowance amendment bill 2021 to go through the second reading and um, through the passage
1: Thank you very much Honorable Premier. members, I want to thank all of you for being here with us this morning. I want to apologize um, to those listening. Uh, we had um, first some flight challenges, and then we had some technical issues. Um, but we are now here to do the people's work. And so I want to welcome and thank those who are listening via Radio Turks and Caicos, also those who are uh, watching us via our H. HOA um, stream on social media. And I also want to welcome the strangers in the gallery with us this morning and I want to thank our chaplain for bringing us that prayer to the family. Um, As always, I also want to um, send our condolences for persons who have lost loved ones since we have last met and I also want to congratulate those persons who have celebrated some sort of um, happy time or occasion in their lives. We now have another variant of the of the COVID-19 virus that's circulating in the world, and I want to continue to encourage, even though we don't know yet, if the vaccines are going to be successful with this variant, but I still want to encourage um, those persons who have not yet taken the vaccine to please do so, and also those persons who are now eligible for the booster to do so as well. I will now return to the order paper. Messages from His Excellency the Governor, there are none. Petitions, there are none. Papers, there are none. Government notices, there are none. Private members' notices, there are none. Notices of questions. There are none. Report from committee. There are none. Honorable members, we are now at the first reading of bills. And we will have the first reading of the business licensing amendment bill 2021 20, to be moved by the Honorable Deputy Premier and Minister for Finance, Investment and Trade. Deputy, Honorable Deputy Premier.
2: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I move that pursuant to Standing
1: Order 90.4, a bill entitled Business Licensing Amendment Bill 2021, read first time. Do I have a second? Honorable okay. members, motion moved by the Honorable Deputy Premier and Minister for Finance, Investment and Trade, and seconded by the Honorable Minister of Education that the bill entitled Business Licensing Amendment Bill 2021 be read for a first time. All in favor, say aye. All to the contrary, no. The ayes have it. Madam Clerk. Thank you very much, honorable, sorry. Madam Clerk, Honorable Members, we will now have the first reading of the House of Assembly Speaker and Other Members Salaries and Allowances Amendment Bill 2021 to be moved by the Honorable Attorney General. Honorable Attorney General.
3: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I move pursuant to Standing Order 94 that the bill entitled House of Assembly Speaker and Other Members Salaries and Allowances Amendment Bill 2021 be now read for first time.
0: Second.
1: Honorable members, motion moved by the Honorable Attorney General, seconded by the Honorable Minister for Immigration, that the bill entitled House of Assembly Speaker and Other Members Salaries and Allowances Amendment Bill 2021, be read for a first time. All in favor, say aye. All to the contrary, no. The ayes have it. (coughs) Madam Clerk? Thank you very much, Madam Clerk. We'll now return to the order paper. Personal explanations, there are none. Motions for leave of absence, there are none. Oral replies to questions, there are none. Notices of motions for the adjournment of the House on matters requiring urgent consideration, there are none. Honourable members, we are now at orders of the day. We will have the second reading of Bill, and I now call on the honourable Minister for Tourism, Agriculture, Fisheries, Heritage, the Environment and the Environment to move for the second reading of the Beach and Coastal Vending Bill 2021. Honourable Minister.
3: Of pursuant to Standing Order I move that the Beach and Coastal Landing Bill
1: 2021 be read for a second time. Do I have a seconder? Honorable members, motion moved by the Honorable Minister for Tourism and seconded by the Honorable elected member for Cheshire Hall and Richmond Hill that the bill entitled the Beach and Coastal Landing Bill 2021. Be read for a second time. All in favor say aye. All to the contrary, no. The ayes have it. Honorable Minister.
3: Thank you, Mr. Speaker. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to in my sight. to Good morning to those who are listening in the gallery and those who are listening by radio. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for God's protection and mercy as I represent my people. It's a speech I just feel and coastal spending bill is of importance to our tourism products. But Mr. Seeker, it is also important to the people of this country and future generations. God gave us this country the best beach in the world. He bestowed on this country a gift and we, and I mean all of us, We have an obligation and a duty to protect that gift so that our people and our visitors can enjoy the best beaches in the world, right here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, members of the Honorable House, my people in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Those who are listening by radio and other means, I stand before you to present the peace and close standing bill. Mr. Speaker, this is an important bill. This bill was processed through hard work and determination of many who want the best for our country. Local professionals, experts in their respect, the fields in this country citizens have contributed to the development of this bill. Mr. Speaker. this is a controversial bill. Over the last week, you we would have heard no doubt, like many of us, the many misconceptions that spread about this bill, in that was spread about this bill. In presenting this bill, Mrs. Speaker, I will present the relevant sections of the bill, and explain the importance and the goal of each section. While doing so, Mr. Speaker, I intend for each section to correct the misinformation that has been spread on the various sections of the bill. But Mr. Speaker, before I say what the bill is, let me first say what it is not. It is not a bill to stop our people from going to the beach. It is not a white man's bill. It is not going to stop people playing their boombox or having parties. Unfortunately, there are some in our community who love the soapbox of social media, cannot pass a bandwagon without jumping on it and try to reduce complicated issues, slogans. The same social media, Mr. Speaker, warriors, will be the first to ask where the government was when a child is killed by an unregulated dead beast. Or the beaches are not dirty and dangerous. I am sure my friends on the other side have come to please for the people, and I am ready to see if we can find ways to deal with their concerns but I think it is intellectually dishonest to suggest no legislation is needed. So I hope we hear constructive suggestions, not just slogans, tendering to the people's worst fears. Mr. Speaker, the beach and vending, the beach and coastal vending bill, was released for a first week consultation, November sixteenth, twenty twenty one their residents were encouraged to read and submit their comments to vending consultations at Sov.edu. Mr. Speaker, the bill was then amended after the first reading in the house and released again for another week of consultation. Mr. Speaker, we have read the comments and hope to address the concerns of those submissions. Speaker, I'll now give you a background to the Beach and Bending Coastal Bill. Mr. Speaker, I'll allow me to give you a brief background on why the Beach and Coastal Bending Bill is necessary for sustaining the livelihood of our people. Mr. Speaker, over the years, the success of TCI's tourist industry has been based on a coastal tourism product. In fact, most of our tourism infrastructure is within a mile drive from the coastline. This has created many entrepreneurs, including vendors, that operate especially on our country's beaches. So, there's a row of vendors on our beaches to meet and answer the demands of tourists as they visit the shores. What happens, consequently, is that beach vending spread across the islands without structure. Mr. Speaker, this means that there was a simultaneous spreading of tourism along with the growth of vending on the beach and coastal areas. Mr. Speaker, something unregulated and unchecked will cause problems at some point in time. And it means that the government has a responsibility to step in to be able to put solutions in place for the problems that have started arising. What are these problems? Overcrowding in vendor situations, vendor harassment, for harassment, persons complaining about how the beaches are being utilized and not clean, and finally unattractive, unstandardized structures on the beach. Mr. Speaker, in general, there is no law and in order. In instances, Mr. Speaker, when the police would be called upon to intervene, or make arrests of certain illicit behavior on the beach. The police, business persons, and members of the public complained that the laws weren't strong enough. The fines were not, were not a deterrent for them. The process wasn't effective to deter the illicit activity. While there was no specific beach and vending license, vendors received business licenses and ban a permit for vending on the beaches, similar to the National Park. This too was unstructured. And there was an overpopulation of vendors in special physical areas and areas of activity. There were gaps in the compliance framework between various licensing and compliance authorities. Mr. Speaker, pre-pandemic, situation offending some sons continues to grow. Defenders themselves, visitors, and local users all complained about the lack of structure, safety, and security on the beaches. There were complaints of irregular patrols, lateness in responding to incidents that would have occurred on the beach and among the tourists. We live in a virtual world where information is shared instantaneously and incidents that happen can be spread in a moment and have the potential to negatively impact our tourism spending. country. Mr. Speaker, there had to be a response. The response was for order on the beaches. This bill is a response to the problems and any responsible government must act. Mr. Speaker, I mentioned last week about the common good. And Mr. Speaker, I noted that the responsibility of representing the rights of all our people is not one that I take lightly. In my endeavors, Mr. Speaker, I strive to be fair, responsible, transparent, and ensure that what is done is for the common good. It is said that if you do something for the common good, that you do it for the benefit or advantage of everyone. Whether material, cultural or institutional, it means for members of the community, they address interests that we all have in common. Mr. Speaker, it is with the understanding of this common good that I believe our beach and coastal vending policy was developed. This bill followed a period of on the beach and coastal vending policy. Speaker, I am informed that the first iteration of the policy came as far back as October 2020. Let me say that again. This policy came in 2020, and the bill was derived from the policy. This policy consultation period was announced via the press office, and uploaded to the DCR website, www.gov.tc, slash DCR, or commence. In fact, it went around three times during 2020. Mr. Speaker, in June of this year, the policy was again circulated via the website and also to additional tourism stakeholders. Further to that, Mr. Speaker, the DCR held meetings with their stakeholders to discuss the policy and some of the possible changes that were being considered. Mr. Speaker, the policy has had input from key governmental and non governmental and agencies as was possible at that time. The bill reflects that extensive work, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, it is true that all bills benefit from consultation. While the bill itself was accessible since the 16th of November, we made attempts to address many of the queries and concerns by those who read the bill and those who did not read the bill. Mr. Speaker, I assure you and the listeners that it is with the understanding that the rights and interests of our citizens, visitors, and in fact all users, are to be protected, and that it is in the interest of our citizens that the policy of the various sections of the bill and the regulations to be made under it were developed. It would be remiss of me not to reinforce this, Mr. Speaker. But, well, Mr. Speaker, mm-hmm. the thing is to today, this is about the common good. Mr. Speaker, the beach is for all of us, and this is our answer to ensure that it remains available for all of us to enjoy. Mr. Speaker, while I will tell you about the various sections and what the sections aim to do. And what they provide for, I must tell you that this is not a bill that would seek to correct issues pertaining to access to crown land versus private land, rights, rights, and ownership pertaining to land and issues related to parking. Those are subjects of other legislation, other areas of ongoing work, and other amendments to come. Rest assured, Mr. Speaker, that this bill and the implications it has for other bills have been considered and that work will begin and it has begun. But today, Mr Speaker, I am here to discuss the Beach and Coastal Spending Bill. Mr Speaker, there is a delicate balance. We are aware that we must protect the environment and our product is centered around the environment. However, as stated, Mr. Speaker, the beach and coastal areas provide opportunity for entrepreneurship for our local people to earn a decent livelihood. This is the balance which this bill is hoping to achieve. Besides, Mr. Speaker, we are all users of the beach. Mr. Speaker, we are a progressive and proactive government thinking of the future for all. We are no longer in the 1990s, where you had a few vendors on the beach, but now there's an accumulation of vendors, and we must ensure balance and order. Speaker, it is a conversation that must be had, and as a responsible government, it is our task to do so. Mr. Speaker, we have been here before. There are many persons who have criticized without understanding but who later saw the benefit of the action, they had earlier opposed and have come to see the bigger picture. Many policies done years ago, such as the formation of the protected area system, where we saw a third of the country protected, was opposed by some people, some groups. But now, those protected areas are here for us to build our economy, on and for us to enjoy Mr. Speaker, those who were once in opposition to change have since resigned from their position and can now see the bigger picture, and they are enjoying the benefits. Speaker, this bill is no different. Speaker, this bill does not seek to disenfranchise anyone, but by amalgamating existing policies and codifying good practice we will protect the beaches of the economy of the TCI. Mr. Speaker, we have real issues that needed to be addressed. These issues have lingered for years, the, such as damage to beach dunes and habitat, impact on a, an aesthetic appeal, improper conduct of some vendors, as well as inconsistencies in regulating the beach vending activities. But nobody wanted to touch them and make it right. Mr. Speaker, I met on my desk a draft policy on beach bending prepared by the previous government. It had sat there gathering dust, not because it was not needed, but because the previous government did not want to deal with it. Mr. Speaker, I understand why previous governments and ministers of tourism Away from shied away from this field because it's a sensitive matter. You have to let it fly, keep it for the next guy. I am the next guy, and I'm not shy. I am not shy when it comes to my responsibility for my country. Mr. Speaker, these issues that I have referred to have interfered not only with the enjoyment of the beaches by residents, but with the quality of delivery within our tourism product. Mr. Speaker, we are a beach destination. This drives our tourism industry, which is our biggest economic sector. Mr. Speaker, our pristine beaches put food on the table for our people. Mr. Speaker, this bill is national and not specific to just one island as some have tried to notion. We need to be cognizant that the world is changing and we have to position ourselves as a five-star destination and must deliver on such. In order to do so, quality control is important as fallout is far-reaching. With over 36 regional competitors alone. We must get it right. Mr. Speaker, facilities were constructed in the 2000s to accommodate vending activities in the coastal areas. Mr. Speaker, the demand for vending facilities at or near the beach and coastal areas has grown the number of spaces available to accommodate vendors. Mr. Speaker, this has resulted in a high influx of vendors congregating near beach excesses where the density of tourists is predominantly high in an effort to attract more customers for their goods and services. This may be perceived as a positive outcome as individuals are striving to make an honest living. Clean and well presented non polluted beaches and coastal areas are crucial to establishing and maintaining our tourism products. Other jurisdictions have lost the charm of their beach by pollution, overcrowding, and disorder, and as a result they have diminished diminished the value of their tourism products. Mr. Speaker, if we are to maintain our status as the number one beach in the world, it is imperative that we keep to the high standards that we are known for so that we can all continue to enjoy the cultural and economic benefits from our beaches and coastal areas. Speaker, I'll look at beach bending legislation. Mr. Speaker, currently there is no comprehensive law that covers beach bending in the Trucks and Caicos Islands or that empowers the DCR to issue permits for vending. While most persons must have a business license, there is no requirement for beach vending license or the authority to issue fines or tickets. If persons are breaking any laws on the beaches, if persons are breaking laws on the beaches. Well, Mr. Speaker, the, the police have issued charges to users and others who have misused our beaches. They recently proposed and proposed this Honorable House approve amendments to strengthen the fines under the offenses against the persons ordinance and the summary offenses ordinance to act as a further deterrent to unacceptable behavior. Mr. Speaker, there lies the need for clarity, articulated policy, substantive legislation and regulation. To address these challenges, I now take you to the introduction of the beach spending coastal bill 2021 and what it speaks. Mr. Speaker, the beach and coastal Bending bill 2021 addresses several issues regarding standing on the beach and coastal areas. Mr. Speaker, firstly. The bill seeks to provide for efficient regulation of beach vending activities on the beaches and coastal areas within the Turks and Caicos Islands. Secondly, Mr. Speaker, the bill seeks to respond to the major challenges and concerns resulting from an upsurge of vending activities on the beaches and coastal areas of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, the bill also seeks to provide an orderly system of speech vending where persons can go through a transparent approval process to be licensed to offer their services to the public with a spirit of excellence and professionalism in a well-regulated vending industry worthy of the status of our jurisdiction. Lastly, Mr. Speaker, the bill also seeks to provide a monitoring and enforcement mechanism to ensure the safety and protection of all uses of the beaches and coastal areas where beach vending activities are conducted. Mr. Speaker, to achieve this objective, the bill has been divided into six parts. I now explain the bill to you. So, Mr. Speaker, part one of the bills, provides an explanation for the preliminary provision. Where Clause 1 provides the short title and commencement of the bill, Clause 2 offers offers the interpretation of terms used within the bill. Lastly, Mr. Speaker, Clause 3 provides that the bill will apply to vending in the beaches and coastal areas of the island, including those in national parks. Mr. Speaker, the major concern for Part 1 was the definition of the word beach. Mr. Speaker, we have noted the comments from members of the public, but I must stress that it is not the purpose of this bill, that the purpose of this bill is not to seek to define the term beach, but to regulate the vending activities that can be undertaken to ensure order, safety, and enjoyment in those areas. Clarifications about how beaches <laughs> Clarifications about how beaches are defined in the island. is the subject of work that is on the way through the National physical Development Plan in conjunction with the Crown Land Unit and proposal to legally recognize the historic treatment of these issues will be brought forward in the new year. Additionally, Mr. Speaker, for the purposes of this bill, we have focused on the definition of soon. The abending activities will take place and have indicated that soon will not be placed in front of existing existing properties. Existing properties. Mr. Speaker, part two. Sorry. Part two of the bill provides an explanation for the administration relating to the authority who will be responsible for authorizing licenses and permits. The clause four establishes the beach vending committee, which shall oversee all beach vending and coastal commercial activity in the island. Mr. Speaker, this technical committee is comprised of the Director of Environment and Coastal Services, as the chairperson, the Director Responsible for Revenue, a representative from the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force, the Director of Planning, and the Director of the Department of Fisheries and Marine Resources Management. We consider this a good step. Mr. Speaker, as it allows for a more coordinated approach the issuing of licenses and the monitoring and coordination of enforcement action, so that we will ensure there is no overcrowding or too much of one type of license activity in one area, thus having fair distribution. Mr. Speaker, a person can have several business licenses, but they can only have one beach and coastal vending license that will permit them to operate on the beach. This will prevent one person from tying up several booths while denying other local vendors from the, for the from the same opportunity to earn a decent living with their are vending facility. Mr. Speaker, again, this committee is central what will be accessible through the use of the internet as well as district commissioners on the islands outside of Granter and Providencialis. Mr. Speaker, the bill establishes an appeals process. Appeals lie from the director in certain cases to the committee and from the committee to the Honorable Minister. Mr. Speaker, part three of the bill provides for the authorization of licenses for beach vending and permits for special events that shall take place on the beaches and coastal areas. Mr. Speaker, there has been some controversy in this section, in particular, clause 16. Mr. Speaker, there has been numerous discussions about the disenfranchisement of locals and their inability to use the beach and have parties on the beach. Mr. Speaker, that is simply not so. There are many activities that require permits to be held, especially with large numbers. Mr. Speaker, it has always been the case that parties apply for a permit from DECR to hold certain activities on the beach. So it's nothing new. Nothing new. The reason for this application is that in many instances, the beaches are not restored to the original position. Garbage is left, debris is left, all structures are left, and no one is held responsible. Mr. Speaker, by having persons identified events over a certain number, it allows for the maintenance and for, and the preservation of our number one product. We are clear, if there is damage or abuse to the property on the beaches, that we know who is to be held responsible. Mr. Speaker, we care about and cherish our environment. The beaches are where we make our livelihood. Mr. Speaker, should we leave our beaches unregulated? Should we leave our beaches unregulated and unattended? No, no Mr. Speaker, I think not. Mr. Speaker, our children, our grandchildren, those questions why we allow such a precious resource to be mishandled and destroyed by carelessness and injustice. Therefore, Mr. Speaker, Clause 16 in the bill, working in conjunction with Regulation 3, spells out that for commercial activities and large gatherings, registration with the DCR is mandatory except for prescribed special events set out in the regulations. Regulation three of the draft regulations, which have been circulated publicly, and which the members of this Honorable House have in the possession, make clear that a family event is a special event, where there is no commercial activity, and that an application for a permit is not, not required for family event. Where there is no commercial activity and that an application for a permit Sorry, but Mrs. Speaker, where the family event is more than 50 persons certification of the family event is required to be given so that the responsible person to ensure that the beach is clean after the event is identified. No fees, and they will not be denied. Mr. Speaker, 50 is a large number of persons, hence this provision. Mr. Speaker, part four is a crucial subsection of the bill. It provides an explanation for the monitoring and enforcement of the various sections of this bill. Mr. Speaker, Clause 30 establishes the Beach Patrol Unit, which shall be the enforcement unit to patrol and provide law enforcement on the beach and coastal areas. These will be assisted by the conservation officers appointed under the Fisheries Protection Ordinance and the members of the Royal Trucks and Caicos Islands Police Force. Mr. Speaker, these officers will undergo special training with the Royal Trucks and Caicos Islands Police Force as well as to be trained in tourism. Therefore, it should be noted that these officers cannot be interchanged with police officers. Mr. Speaker, part four sets out the powers given to the officers of the beach, petrol units, to be able to conduct petrol and law enforcement. Mr. Speaker, part five, provides an explanation for the offenses sanctions and penalties. Under this part, various sanctions are provided, including offenses with a penalty on conviction by a fine or imprisonment or ticket offenses, which can be discharged on payment of a fixed penalty. Mr. Speaker, during the two-week consultation process for the bill, comments were raised about the fines and the amount. Mr. Speaker, fines are to act as a deterrent to crime, Persons should not be comfortable in committing crimes because the penalty is, is too light. Fines must dissuade you from acting, and so that is the purpose of the fine. Extensive research was done to compare the proposed fines to fines that already exist. These fines are proportionate and consistent with fines imposed in other areas of similar breaches. Mr. Speaker, we are a five-star destination, and everyone should be encouraged to work with us to maintain our five-star status. Mr. Speaker, if fines are what is going to have to take to raise standards. Then we simply must do it. However, Mr. Speaker, the goal is not to imprison persons. So once you are a law-abiding citizen, you have no need to worry about the fine. And that. And that goes for uses, too. Mr. Speaker, this is not only for vendors, but it's for all of us. Mr. Speaker, I take you to Part 6 of this bill. Part 6 provides an explanation for miscellaneous provisions. We are Clause 51 and policy director to set out zones where various vending activities will take place. The zones are contained in the draft regulations by both coordinates and photos. These will be specified in the license. The vending zones are critical to this bill. And Mr. Speaker, the Regulation 9 sets out vendors to allow for vendors to display signs in prominent places to indicate where the goods and services are sold. So, Last, how will someone know where to go? Simple standardized directional signs that enhance the beauty of the beach can be erected for that purpose. And clause 52, Mr. Speaker, provides that all vendors and all employees must wear a uniform and use an identification card during the hours of operation. Mr. Speaker, vendor identification is very crucial as this would allow our petrol officers to easily identify if a vendor is out of a zone or selling in unauthorized areas or selling of illicit items. Mr. Speaker, identification is really for law and order. We must be able to identify persons more readily just in the event where situations have to be instantaneously addressed. Moreover, Mr. Speaker, it is pleasing to the eye to have the standardization of vendor uniform and identification. Mr. Speaker, Clause 53 of the bill provides an appeal to the minister for persons agreed by decisions taken by the committee. It is only for one-time special events that the process of appeals will vary. Speaker, Clause 54. Clause 54 provides for the amendment of the schedule and the making of regulations. Part 55 allows for the governor to make regulations that will allow for the more efficiency in carrying out the purpose of this ordinance. And that's governance and cabinet. Mr. Speaker, members have also At a copy of the regulations for this bill. The regulations set out the forms and fees in the application process, the conditions of licenses, and most importantly, the establishment of zones for vending activity. Mr. Speaker, I mentioned that the fees and fines associated with the bill. I want to point out, Mr. Speaker, that the fees that you see outlined are not used. They have been... They have not been increased in any way. Mr. Speaker, these are the fees that vendors have paid for the past year. $450, you pay $400, you pay for a bar and restaurant, $150, you pay for one of the little vendor markets and and the peach vendors. They pay $400 for the entire year. Mr. Speaker, these fees are paid for these vendors on the beach once per year. Mr. Speaker, air braiding, art and craft sales, sales of food, these all attract a one-time fee, which I just mentioned, of $400. This is the fee for the year and for the ability of space to fly your trade on the beaches. Mr. Speaker, there are also some new activities added to the categories of spending and include mostly activities related to water sports, jet skis, water skiing, for example. These activities, Mr. Speaker, they are increasing in numbers. He said there are 500 jet on this island that that's being used at the moment, and there are another 200 waiting for me to give them a license. It's a lot. Mr. Speaker, it is a good thing to address these issues as early as possible. You will notice that there is a form for notification of family events. Mr. Speaker, this is not an application form, but Mr. Speaker, this is notification... It's critical. Mr. Speaker, notification of events is nothing new for the public. In managing the use of the beach, and in this way, as I noted above, someone can be held accountable if there is damage or the beach is not left with a clean and sanitary condition. Mr. Speaker, the bill is for everyone, so that we can all enjoy our beaches. Mr. Speaker, the law is for everyone as well. Mr. Speaker, the purpose of this deal is to bring structure and regulate beach and coastal vending in the Turks and Caicos Islands. You will agree that it has gone largely unregulated. Mr. Speaker, the ultimate vision is for the erection of vending facilities on heavily used beaches to standard the standards that signal us as a five-star destination. Speaker, our aim is to develop our beach access so that all modern amenities are available, from foot spas, to showers and toilet facilities. This bill marks a step towards that ultimate vision. The speaker, this bill works hand in hand with other bills to protect our people and our natural environment. Mr. Speaker, the National Park Ordinance is one example. Another. Another is one example. Another is the recent amendments to the summary offenses bill and the offenses against the person bill. They protect users and vendors from abusive behaviors because, Mr. Speaker, our vendors need protection too. They have complained about security on our beaches as well. Mr. Speaker, if you were present at a recent meeting with stakeholders on Granter, you would have heard the voice of the public crying out for safety and order on our beaches. Mr. Speaker, we have heard those cries. Mr. Speaker, it is hoped that at the end of the day, the Turks and Caicos Islands will return to the text of classrooms as a best practice destination that has taken an integrated approach to development. That the host community is able to welcome visitors to a destination that is beneficial and beautiful for all and protected for future generations. Because I have the people of this country at heart and I will do anything to support my people. I live here for many years and I've done my work and I continue to do my civic duties in my community, whether this is the Cancer Foundation, uh whether it's corrupt, whether it's all guys my best to support my people. I am always at the end of the phone and good times and bad times for my people. And I want them to know that they can call me at any time and discuss anything with me because I am here to support them. Because I want to reiterate that tourism is our lifeblood. 70% of our GDP derives from tourism. So, Mr. Speaker, we are to protect little that we have left. I think I just wanna take this time to thank my team who's sitting in the gallery. I want to thank them for the hard work. It hasn't done easy over the last couple of weeks, but I just wanna to say today I'm I really appreciate <laughs> Then late night, I went there at three o'clock this morning. And so was my PS Keep up all night making sure that we get it right. Because I want to be transparent and in, in, in everything that I do. This country belongs to all of us. So let's protect what we have. Because at the end of the day, we'll have anything that we allow for. So that's like our country of law and order. That's what I do. I've done my best. Thank you. God bless you. Speaker, I now, I now commit, I now invite contributions from my colleagues. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Honorable Minister of Tourism, for your very detailed explanation of this bill that is before the House this morning. Honorable members, the floor is now open for debate on the beach and coastal vending bill 2021. Are there any contributions? Are there any contributions? The Chair recognizes the Honorable Leader of the Opposition. Honorable Leader, are you going to be responding on behalf of the Opposition? You have unlimited time. Yes, sir, Mr. Speaker.
2: So much thanks to say. So much thanks to say, Mr. Speaker. But before I do, let me, too, also say a pleasant uh, good afternoon to the entire Texas and Caixas Islands, finally to my constituency of Winter, South, and Soil Cay, and all our wonderful people who are the length and breadth of the Turks and Caves Island Islands. Mr. Speaker, let me also say good morning to all the persons, all the strangers in the gallery, and those uh, public servants who are here to support uh, the minister and the government. Uh, also, Mr. Speaker, I want to say good day to all my colleagues, my distinguished colleagues, inside of this house, Mr. Speaker, uh, sorry, Mr. Speaker, I also must say condolences to uh, the family of uh, the late Jane Jane Nelson, uh, right here from North Texas, and uh, also the past and condolences to the family of Dr. Reagan. Uh, may they soul rest in peace and rise in glory, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker I do appreciate the Minister of Tourism contributions very much, Mr. Speaker. And I do agree with some of the points that was made. But Mr. Speaker, it is only 25% of the story. And the other 75%, Mr. Speaker, I do not agree. So Mr. Speaker, I do believe that being that the other 75% of the story is negative to the people of the Turks and Caicos Islands, that this speech and coastal vending bill should not be passed today. I do not support it in its current state. I think that it should be removed, revoked, revised, revisited, rewritten, and replaced. Mr. Speaker, I have said over and over and again in this honorable house that anything that the government of today brings that is good for the people, I will be the first one supporting it. However, Mr. Speaker, this bill right here, this bill that is being brought to us today for the second reading and passage, I see it as not being good for our people, Mr. Speaker, and it will not get my support. Yes, Mr. Speaker. There are elements in this bill that are good. 25%, Mr. Speaker. But the other 75 is negative. In fact, Mr. Speaker, no member of this Honorable House that has been elected of the people, for the people, and by the people should be supporting this bill today, not in its current form, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I want all members to remember who sent us to this honourable house to represent their general view and to act on the best interests of the people of our constituencies and the Turks and Caicos Islands? It is the voters, Mr. Speaker, and it's on their behalf that we must act, Mr. Speaker. We must never forget that our people are our bosses. My CEOs, my directors, my managers, my supervisors, are the people of Grand Tech, South and Soil Key. And all, and my st- stakeholders, are all the other voters of the Turks and Caicos Islands, Mr. Speaker. So, Mr. Speaker, just like how in the business world, you want to make money for your company. You want to make your owners, protect your owners' investments. You want their company to be successful. So, Mr. Speaker, we are here to take care of our people, to identify ways where they can make money, where they can be successful, providing an environment and opportunities for them and protect their interests. Mr. Speaker, what motivation is driving this bill Mr. Speaker, I do believe, yes, one motivation is we want to see things, and I do not uh, disagree or think that the Honorable Minister is speaking the truth. We want that, Mr. Speaker, what she said. But, Mr. Speaker, there's always two sides to a story. And, Mr. Speaker, it is obvious that the true motivation is not all in our people's interest. So, who well, really... Is the premier and his government working for. We want to know. Mr. Speaker, could it be kind of a cooperation? As a demand of part of the new contract, Honourable member, new deal.
1: One moment, please. Honorable premier. Speaker, I rise on
0: the point of order of the proper motor. Highly that I and I would want it to draw that. Mr. Speaker. Honorable Leader of Opposition. If, if that is out of order,
1: Mr. Speaker, I will happily withdraw it, Mr. Speaker. But again, Honorable Leader of the Opposition, I would ask you, I mean, the matter before us is the... And, when, uh, and, and coastal vending bill, and I don't think that um, he should be conferring that the government is working on behalf of any cooperation. In the country. Yes, Mr. Speaker. But, uh, Mr. Speaker, if you see uh, later on in our contributions, you, my
2: contributions, uh, you will see how it's high in, Mr. Speaker. But I, I will withdraw it, Mr. Speaker, that saying that uh, could it be kind of a cooperation? There could it be any other cooperation other than our people. I'll say it that way. Or, Mr. Speaker... <laughs> okay, I'll have to withdraw that also, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> because I'm saying other people, other organizations, too, it could have been. And so, uh, I'll take you. Mr. Speaker, I had asked before... That the contract between TCIG and will be laid in this honourable house. However, Mr. Speaker, the House uh, got the information that that question is out of order, Mr. Speaker. But we all know that if there is any time that the people would want to see a contract is now, Mr. Speaker, uh, the explanation given is that contracts are usually between the cabinet, uh, the cabinet and that entity, Mr. Speaker. But and I age, of freedom of information. The people would really like to know what negotiations did the government do on their behalf, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, the public has been in too much time. Uh, it is my opinion, Mr. Speaker, let me say that, the deal with Interhouse
1: Canada is not good in the people's interest. Honorable Leader of the Opposition, I mean, let's, let's keep to the matter at hand. Please. I mean, this has nothing to do with Intel Canada. So let's, let's deal with the, the matter that that is in front of us. Mr. Speaker,
2: in, in developing my argument, I'm trying to tie in uh, how deals for the people were bid and how the people have been bidden before. The deals that have been, the people have been bidden before, you know, trying to tie it in now. That's what I'm doing. I'm tying this in to show you, uh, don't that has been bad for our people. And uh, why our people would want to
1: see this new. But Mr. But, Speaker, but... Honorable Leader of the Opposition, if you look at the Standing Orders, Section 59-1, a member must confine his or her speech to the subject under discussion and may not in- introduce irrelevant matter. Okay? So let's confine your contribution to the matter at hand. Okay. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I'll move up what is later on
2: inside of uh, my contribution so you can see where it high in. And that will take my contributions a little bit off, Mr. Speaker, but I know what I have to say here. Mr. Speaker, everyone knows that I was uh, in government uh, the last four years, two thousand sixteen to 2020. And I know what entities would come to government asking and demanding, Mr. Speaker, So, like how people would say, I was in the House, and I know what they're coming with. And also, Mr. Speaker, uh, this is later on, but I'll have to bring it up now to show why it's relevant. Uh, The um, the Minister of Tourism said that she met this on a a desk, collecting dust. There was a reason why this was still collecting dust, Mr. Speaker, because many of us, and cabinet. The cabinet members saw it as not being good for the people. That is why it didn't reach this Honorable House. That is why in 2020 it was only a collecting dust. If we decided that it was the cabinet members that were not good for the people, we were not going to advance it, Mr. Speaker. So let it collect dust until it was fixed and it was in the best interest of our people. And Mr. Speaker, why I'm saying that, I know discussions was held with entities saying that in order for them to continue to call on Grant Church, uh, certain things need to be addressed. This needs to be fixed. That needs to be fixed. So I was in the House, Mr. Speaker. So that's why I was tying in everything with that entity that comes to Grand Turk and other places. So that's where we're coming in, Mr. Speaker. But I will progress. So, Mr. Speaker. I want to again state for all those here and everyone in this honorable house, every member can affirm that from the first time this bill, we are the opposition member and myself, the inside of this bill before it reached into the public domain, we had stood our ground, we had said this is not good for the people. we are not going to support it from the first time. We never waver. Not when people start talking about it, that we decide to uh, say our piece. We said it from the beginning. We said it from the outset. And Mr. Speaker, I heard the Premier on show saying that people are just trying to be policy entrepreneurs, looking to benefit from this bill. But Mr. Speaker, I think this is a slap in the face of all those who are not afraid to speak up and voice their opinion on a bill affecting the way we live. They're not trying to be policy entrepreneurs. They're just trying to stand up for our people. That's all, Honorable Premier. Mr. Speaker, I am also aware of the expected behavior of cabinet. And I don't don't think that all members in this honorable house probably support this bill 100%. But I know that cabinet members will be hit with uh, what they call it uh, collective responsibility. You know, they like to hold that over cabinet members that once a decision comes out of cabinet, all of you have to come up and the house and support it. Yes. But the back benches, Mr. Speaker, there's no collective responsibility there. So, you have to decide who you are more loyal to the party structure or the people of the Turks and Caicos Islands. <laughs> yeah. And, Mr. Speaker, no, I wasn't looking at you, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and, Mr. Speaker, let me state for the record that I, Edwin Andre Austin, believe in the rule of law and order and i truly want to see business activities on our beach and coastal zone being conducted in an organized fashion following proper rules and regulations which ensure a pleasant and happy guest experience and which also affords the opportunity to make a living to our people those who are providing goods and services to the tourist industry Mr. Speaker, the Turks and Caicos government have existing legislation that deals with just about everything this bill is seeking to cover. We are needed. The necessary amendments could have been made. Mr. Speaker, they're already, they're, they are already there. They are, there is an existence already. The National Parks Ordinance. That could have addressed many of these things: coastal protection ordinance, public and environmental health ordinance, business license ordinance, sale of goods ordinance, and the tourism ordinance. Mr. Speaker, amendment and enforcement, Mr. Speaker, is all that is needed. There was no need to produce a new ordinance unless it is intention is to serve another master other than our people. Also, Mr. Speaker, how is this bill featured in the government's 2021 National Physical Development Plan? How does this bill, if at all, impacts the future development of our people and our country? Mr. Speaker, I turn to the bill itself. There are three main main parts of this beach and coastal vending bill that made me say, no, no, no. This is not good for our people and does not represent their best interests. These are, in particular, part three, part five, and schedule two. But some of it has been moved to the regulations. But before I expose the conflicting contradictory and contrary elements of this bill that the Honorable Premier and his government are seeking to put on this people. I want to go through the explanatory memorandum, which is attempting to explain what this bill is supposed to be doing. And you, Mr Speaker, and all listening can judge for yourselves is if this bill is achieving its mandate. Senate uh, number one, this bill seeks to provide for the regulation of beach vending activities on the beach and coastal areas of the the island. Would anyone have a problem with that being done Mr. Speaker? No Mr. Speaker. We welcome that. But how much regulations and at what port? Senate number two Mr. Speaker. This this bill seeks to provide, seeks to respond to major challenges and concerns resulting from upsurge of vending activities on the beach and coastal areas of the Turks and Caicos Islands. Again, would any Turks and Caicos Islander have a problem with that being done? No, Mr. Speaker. We welcome that also. We want to see less crowding and disorder. We want to see designated Areas and zones, but Mr. Speaker, shouldn't seen shouldn't seen an upsurge in vending bending activity be seen as a good thing? As more and more of our people want to start their own business, become financially independent. No one can say, Mr. Speaker, that our people don't want to work. They demonstrated that that they want to work. Many prefer to work for themselves, have their own business, and be their own bosses. And that is a good thing, Mr. Speaker. And a caring government should assist them at any rate to become lawful business people off the Turks and Caicos Islands. Senate number three, Mr. Speaker, agrees. This bill seeks to provide a system of regulating beach vending in a way where persons can go through a process of approval to afford them to be well-regulated and monitored and provision of service to the public. But any Turks and Cakes by now have a problem with that? Being done, Mr. Speaker, no. We welcome that again. We want to see that all persons providing goods and services on the beaches and coastal areas have the necessary approval to operate legally but not having to pay a king's ransom to do so and going through a complex and complicated process just to obtain that permit or license. Sentence number four Mr. Speaker This bill seeks to ensure safety and protection in beach and coastal areas where beach vending activities are conducted. Does any Turks and Caicos Islander have a problem with that being done? No, Mr. Speaker. Again, we welcome that. We want our public, our vendors, and their customers to be and feel protected and safe. I now turn our attention, Mr. Speaker, to part three of the bill, page nine. Part three, that is on page nine. As members find it, they can say amen. Mm-hmm. Mr. Speaker. Mm-hmm. This part part three on page nine. Clause thirteen. Prohibition of beach vending without a license. It reads thirteen two. A person, contravenous, that means breaking or violating, just upon the way that the lawyers say, breaking or violating. Mm-hmm. Two subsection one commits an offense and is liable on summary mm-hmm. conviction to a fine of $10,000 or to mm-hmm. imprisonment for a term of two years or both. So if anybody operates without a business license, you can be lit with $10,000 or be in prison or both $10,000 and in prison. Mr. Speaker, it is my opinion that this is extremely high and should be greatly reduced. Mr. Speaker, I urge this government to be mindful and act responsible in the best interest of all our people. Speaker, desperate times will create desperate people, and desperate people will do desperate things. In an ideal world, Mr. Speaker, all persons will be able to abide by all laws and be able to pay all for all the licenses and fees and insurance charges but, Mr. Speaker, let me give you this example. A parent with no job, no income, fighting every day to find food for his family, barely surviving, is faced with a choice. My family can either starve, or I can go down here on the beach and sell some of these few pretty shells that I had collected over the years, and be able to get a couple of dollars where I can feed my family. Or risk going to jail, but my family has to eat today, Mr. Speaker. And there's no hope on the horizon. What should that person do, Mr. Speaker? You're looking at it. I can go down here. All these people walking around. I have all these shells that I pick pick up. Nice, pretty shells. I can go and sell them and make one fifty dollars and be able to buy some sugar and grits and uh, rice and so for my family. Or should I say, I don't have to license, I don't have to permit. I should stay here my children, listen to my children cry, what should they do, Mr. Speaker? Mr. Speaker, the argument would be put forward by many that this is the reason why we need these high fees to stop this type of behavior from happening. But what behavior, Mr. Speaker? Mr. Speaker, the behavior of trying to survive? Try to feed your family, Mr. Speaker, I say no, Mr. Speaker. Instead, we should have been here in this honourable house debating and passing bills that address policies to help our vulnerable people to get their valid business license and become law-abiding citizens and be able to provide there for their families, Mr. Speaker. We should be just like how we give big companies concessions and breaks. We should be given the bringing bills and laws to give our people breaks, get, to get them in the system, Mr. Speaker. We should be approving ordinances that would make the process less complicated and more affordable for our people. Instead, Mr. Speaker, this government bill has the potential to further criminalize and disenfranchise our people. And it also has the potential, of course, and social unrest. Mr. Speaker, many would also say that one should never break the law. But, Mr. Speaker, let me say this, and let me look around. I have seen just about everyone, every members of this honourable house, break the law. Yes, Mr. Speaker, I have seen every member and this honorable house make the law, break the law, Mr. Speaker. I have seen all of you drive more than 25 miles an hour and that is single, that's all. And that is breaking the law. Law is law. Right is right, wrong is wrong. But how much is the ticket, Mr. Speaker? How much is the ticket for breaking that law? Rich, you can get in an accident and kill someone. You're not trying to provide for your family. You're just trying to rush to the airport or rush to this house or just, you'd like to speak. Like one of the members inside here, I will call her name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mr. Speaker, that charge, if we break the speed limit, is not $10,000. It is not two years in, in prison, Mr. Speaker. What is it, $150. No prison time unless we go so far or do something. So why are we doing this? $10,000 in two years for people who might be just trying to provide for their family. Why we just get a slap on our wrist for breaking all the laws, Mr. Speaker? Which can endanger and kill people if we, truly, if we violate it. Mr. Speaker, empathy is needed. The Premier and his government must show empathy. Mr. Speaker, let us turn our attention to Clause 14 in this section. Again, Mr. Speaker, Clause 14, says a prohibition on conducting a special event without other permits. A person shall not conduct a special event on any beach or coastal area without other permits. And it goes uh, to state what is the special event. We can look at 16.2. And we can see what all are considered special events. A wedding ceremony, on fire, a non-governmental organization event. So that's all the salatimus, all the rotary, all them. They need a special, uh, that is considered a special event. Uh, If they have their functions. Carnivals. Christmas and New Year celebrations, a national festival, a beach party, sporting event, fishing events, fundraising activities. Mr. Speaker, and let me say that I am happy to see that in the, in the regulations, uh, page two of the regulations, page 3.3, that the minister uh, has seen it sense to define uh, family outings and family gatherings. Mr. Honorable <laughs> Minister, that is a good thing, but that's just the step of moving past that 25%. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, it has been 45 years since our first Chief Minister, the Right Honorable Jake McCartney, and his government passed laws that all beaches and the Turks and Caicos Islands to be public. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, this came out of the dark times of our history when many many foreign persons who live on beachfront properties were proclaiming that the beach in front of their property, property belongs to them. Many would stop Turks and Caicos Islanders from being there or swimming there. Mr. Speaker, there were a uh, number three. of stories told to us on Grand Turk of these legendary incidents. I recall being told about one superintendent of police who lived near the pool rock, Mr. Speaker, uh, and there was a big altercation. Honorable uh, Premier, you want to...
0: So oh, I, I was wanting. The to chair recognizes. Uncle I, Uncle I was Premier. Asking the, the honorable Premier. Mr. The Honourable Leader of the Opposition, direction to the ordinance that regulates. that says that. And and when it was passed, does this and and practice? And we all are to when we agree there is no law, and there is and suddenly, and there is no law passed under this honourable JGS that made this, this public. That 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 is uh, existed time of memorial common law. Thank you very much, Honorable. Please Uh, proceed, Honorable Leader. Thank you very much.
2: Of course, Mr. Speaker, I do not have that information at my fingertips. But I know of the fighting, Mr. Speaker. I know (laughs) of the struggles, Mr. Speaker. I know of the social unrest surrounding this that they went through, Mr. Speaker, to to make sure that beaches were considered public in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Whatever they did, it worked and I am thankful for it. So now we shouldn't be here reversing what they fought for. Mr. Speaker, as I was saying, there was a number of here in the of Island, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I'm sorry about that. I really thought my phone was on vibrate. Uh, Let me deal with this right now. Let me apologize to the Honorable House. I really thought I put this phone on vibrate. And the person don't want to hang up. Yeah, yeah, I'm,
3: I'm, okay,
2: yeah, that's it, thank you very
0: much. Mr. Speaker, as
2: I was saying, those fights down by pool rock, we had our legends like Big Alfred, who still surviving today, Michael Tucker, Mr. Speaker, altercation, because person felt, foreign person living in this country, felt that they owned that beach. And no Turks and Caicos Islander, no little black boy could have come on their beach and go inside the winter, Mr. Speaker. There's also the incident, Mr. Speaker, uh, near Salt Lakehead, where a foreigner again named John Beck claimed
1: that the beach deal was this Um Honorable, please, opposition. I'm, I'm hearing too many disturbances while you're making your cont- contribution. So I will ask each, every member to please check their phone to make certain that it's on silent, please. Please proceed. Yes, Mr. Speaker. So you Mm -hmm.
2: see, Mr. Speaker, I'm trying to show you that these things have been happening. It was nothing new. And our, our people of old had to fight these people. Uh, Sometimes they end up in physical fights, Mr. Speaker, where people felt like the beach right here at storm breakers, this homes, join back. And my I was told that my grandparents' neighbor right down in Tandia, uh, we knew him as things Francis. He went and he said, Well, this man kinda told me I can't go on my beach and he ran and put on this swim air and went there and it resulted in a big altercation, Mr. Speaker. These things happen in our past, Mr. Speaker. And they did all they can to ensure that the beaches and the Turks and Cacus Island, whatever even if it wasn't a legislation uh, or whatever they did, Mr. Speaker, to make the beach was beached public, it worked, and we are grateful for it. And Mr. Speaker, as this month, as we close November, when we celebrate Remembrance Day, we remember those people who fought in World War II. We should not forget the other aspects of our history and the past battles that our, our people fought for our future well-being. Mr. Speaker, oh, let's not make their fights in vain. Additionally, Mr. Speaker, the Waterloo, the Waterloo property, where the government official house, the governor, sorry, thank you very much, where the governor's official house and official office—I I don't know if I should say was or were—I don't think it's there anymore. <laughs> was located. Was shown to give the public beach, uh, beach space. We now know it's a government's beach. Many do not know that Waterloo had extended from the North Wall straight to the Pan Am base, inclusive of where customs is, inclusive of where, uh, Governor's beach was. But they made that for the public, Mr. Speaker, so the public can enjoy it. Mr. Speaker, and the land north of Waterloo, has always been designated for hotel use only in grand turk and any of government of the day should not entertain mm-hmm. any thought of giving that to anyone for possible use mr speaker because. the beach and this bill is defined on page four have the definition and i will read the definition of beach okay. Beach, wait. okay. Beach means the entire beach barn, including the squash zone located between the main high watermark and the first line of vegetation. Between the mean high watermark and the first line of vegetation. Mr. Speaker, and reading this, it shows how wrong many property owners living adjacent to beachfront, uh, to the beachfront were, and how wrong they still are. They cannot and should not claim any area that is captured in the definition of beach. We have found many into this instances of this occurring, Mr. Speaker. I have seen it for myself here. We have heard of the issues of the vendors near Sopadilla Bay. We have heard of issues here down at Boheel. I have seen plants being put out from the property line straight to the water. And those plants didn't last long, Mr. Speaker. People made sure to remove that and indicated to them that the beach do not belong to any hotel owner here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, we are a welcoming people, but when you are here, you must respect our laws, especially as as it pertains to what is considered beach and the laws that all beaches are public. But now I'm being told that that is not a law, Mr. Speaker, that all beaches that is not in the law by the premier, that all beaches are not public.
1: I I don't know, Mr. I would not say the, uh,
0: the chair recognizes the honourable um, premier. You know, I did not say that all beaches are not private. Like I absolutely did not say that all beaches are not private. It is a fact that all beaches in this country are public beaches. Hey, eh? I am saying is that that is a function of tradition and it is a function of the land ordinance decide the, the where private property begins and where it ends. There is no specific law that re- relates to the beach. doesn't exist. And common law decides where the beach is. The beach is public. I support that and I always will. Thank
1: Honorable Leader of the Opposition, I think you should withdraw that statement because um, the way how the Honorable Premier just explained it, he referred to that matter earlier in his clarification of what is a public beach, and um, I think you misrepresented what he said. Yes, sir.
2: Mr. Speaker, I withdraw the statement, what I said about him, but he said no ordinance exists, no law exists. Okay, I'm going to use, he said no law exists. But he said it captured in the land ordinance. So uh lawyers in the House, the ordinance, the land ordinance, isn't that a law? I, I'm, I'm confused, Mr. Speaker. I'm a scientist. I'm not a legal draftsman. So I thought the land ordinance would be law. So I don't know. I don't know, Mr.
1: Speaker. Somebody will have to correct Mr. me on that. Mr. Mr. Um, Honorable Leader of the Opposition, I would suggest that when we have a break, you have a discussion with the Honorable Attorney General on on the land ordinance. Mr. Speaker, I will continue. Mr. Speaker,
2: we need to look at all beach excesses that have been captured by property owners here yes. in all islands. This needs to be addressed, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, all islands we have seen the capturing of beach excess, including Stalky. Mr. Speaker... This is Zuna should come in. No one expects to be given a license or a permit to operate a beach drive by in front of someone's residence. Uh, someone who lives near the beach. None of us want to see that, Mr. Speaker. No Turks in Caicos Islander should be told that they can go. Should be told that they cannot get, go and take a dip in front of a house or so. Mr. Speaker, they do not own the beach. So if you or I want to go as part of that property and go into winter, no one should be told that we cannot go there or we cannot swim there. That is wrong, Mr. Speaker. And we will sort it out later in what ordinance, if it's law or not law or policy later, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, we all know the Calypso song from the 80s, Jack the Beach of Mine. Unlike some of the other islands in the Caribbean, like the TCI, the beaches in Barbados are open to the public. This is held strongly by the people in Barbados, Mr. Speaker, as it is held strongly by the people of Turks and Caicos Islands. Mr. Speaker, what we don't know, that was incorporated into law after Jack Deer, a lawyer from the Barbados Board of Tourism, made a decree that hotel owners had the right to bring their property down to the waterfront. And as the story goes, Mr. Speaker, that Gabby came up with the song one night when he was singing at a hotel and a tourist said, could you play some local music? And Jack, the corporate lawyer, was there from uh, the Board of Tourism. And that is when Gabby decides to say, Jack, the beach is mine. And he came up with the lyrics to that song. So after all those victories for the people in the past, Mr. Speaker, the Honorable Premier and his government of 2021 is now here to bring into law a bill that will heavily complicate obtaining a license to operate a beach vending business and heavily regulate our people's access to the beach especially when it has nothing to do with beach-rending. Mr. Speaker, Honorable Taylor always says that is a sin and a shame, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, let's look at the leaders on the wall for a second. Do you think the Honorable James McCartney and his PDM administration would have bring this bill, Mr. Speaker? No do we think the honorable Arthur Skippens and his PDM administration would have bring this bill to the honorable house? no Mr. Speaker, I don't think so do you think honorable Norman Saunders and his PNP administration would have bring this bill to the house? no Mr. Speaker, I don't think so do you think honorable J.S. Francis and again his PNP administration would have bring this bill to the honorable house Mr. Speaker, no now we get tricky Mr. Speaker I don't think the 1991 C. washington mizik led PNP administration would have bring it neither, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I don't think the Honorable Derek Taylor and his PDM administration would bring it. And suddenly, I don't think the Honorable Michael Mizik and his PNP administration would have bring this bill to this Honorable House, Mr. Speaker. So why, Mr. Speaker, why is the 2021 See Washington Music-led PNP administration bringing this law here today, Mr. Speaker. Putting these laws and regulations and restrictions on our people. Lack of empathy, Mr. Speaker. Okay. Okay. Who, Mr. Speaker, are they working for? Finally, okay. this bill shows sure is not working for us. Yeah. Okay. I cannot see the people living the best lives from the actions of this bill, Mr. Speaker. Mr.
0: Speaker,
2: we see the fines in this bill. Let me give you an example. If you or any other Turks in Caicos Island, Mr. Speaker, want to have a non-profit, a not-for-profit event on the beach with a few people, you should not have to go and apply for a permit in order just to go to the beach, Mr. Speaker. You're not having an event for profit. You just want to go to the beach. You should not be. You should be required to have to leave it tidy or face a fine, but having to cough up one hundred twenty dollars for fees and deposits. If your family, if your gathering is less than $15, 15 or less, and three hundred dollars, you have to cough up. If your group is uh, over fifteen persons,
1: <laughs> Mister Speaker, this is not right. Honorable members, honorable members, please, please allow the honorable leader of the opposition to make his contribution. And when we have an opportunity to make our contribution, we can do so. Please proceed, honorable leader of the opposition. Mr. Speaker,
2: and you being a popular guy, suppose word went out that the honorable speaker is having a, a birthday party on the beach. You know how word would get around that the speaker is up on governor's speech. And many persons will come up there just to hang out. And Mr. Speaker, the crowd will quickly grow. This is the Speaker's party. We're going to be up here partying with the Speaker. And yes, Mr. Speaker, you have to clean up afterwards. But Mr. Speaker, if that party thickens and more people come up there, you will be facing fine after fine after fine after fine. Just for people saying, you know, you all don't speak up, you're having a party, we're going up here, we're going to have a good time, and let's swing to 150 people. You know, you have a lot of friends in, and rent Mr. Speaker, so you know that will rise very quickly. Mr. Speaker, let's look at clause sixteen point two. Non governmental organizations and national festivals. Mr. Speaker, does that mean that all churches are that had traditionally had a the, uh, picnic, their functions, the big functions, civil groups, functions that are normally happening on the beach. You think on the Easter Monday celebrations that the Methodists have, you think on Emancipation Day, National Heroes Day, Mr. Speaker. To those, the organizers, uh, organizers of those events now have to get a permit just to have their function on the beach. Mr. Speaker, what about baptism? Church of God of Prophecy from time immemorial will carry a whole bunch of people up there. They'll have to march and dance. They'll have a big fest- festival, uh, festivity on the beach with that baptism. Now we're saying they need to get a license, they need to get a permit in order to do that, Mr. Speaker? That is not right, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, our uh, beaches need to remain three, for generations to come. Mr. Speaker, I see this law being the first step of moving into the direction of privatization of our features, Given loopholes to fill the agendas of some people. It may not be the intention of the government, but mark me, this bill is giving many loopholes to people to abuse the forces are outlined in this bill, Mr. Speaker, and I see it, and I see that it will happen. Mr. Speaker, let us look at 17.1. I'm almost there Mr. Speaker, I'm going to try and finish before lunch. 17.1 Mr. Speaker. Let's look at E, an application. If an individual must show that the adventing activity will be the main source of income. So Mr. Speaker, what we're saying here, That if you are a teacher, a fireman, a street cleaner, a hotel worker, uh, you cannot have a business. You cannot think of being an entrepreneur because your beach vending activity is not your main source of income. You are killing, this deal is killing entrepreneurship here in the Turks and Caicos Islands, Mr. Speaker. What is wrong with me being a hotel clerk and say I want to have a, a business on the beach? You know, what is wrong with that? And I'm, re- I'm reading straight from the bill. I'm not interpreting anything. Read Act 17 1, 2. That is what is there, Mr. Speaker. I didn't add, I didn't subtract. How can we say that? Mr. Speaker, in the interview with Ms. Hamilton, John Wilkermere stated that this is just not being done for the first industry. It is being done for all of us and to help our people to be better entrepreneurs. Really, Mr. Speaker? Is this helping our people to be better entrepreneurs? Limiting their activity or their entrance into the market? Excluding the meaning of them? Mr. Speaker, this is not right. Mr. Speaker, I also have an issue with eight. Branding equipment and services must have adequate liability insurance and required. Oh, Mr. Speaker, this bill is taxing and regulating our people right out of the industry. It appears that the Premier and SPMP administration is trying to ensure that only the rich can now afford to be beach vendors, Mr. Speaker. Because suddenly poor people cannot afford all these fees, all these regulations, all these stipulations, Mr. Speaker, in order to get all these licenses to operate. Who will be living their best lives. Mr. Speaker, let's look at seventeen point four. Seventeen point four e. Impact on the neighboring neighboring properties, including any potential noise, smoking, smell, suit, vibrations, base, base dust. Any potential noise. So we have to be clear. We have to clarify this. I see mischief happening. The hard has happened down at South Dilly Bay and how some people use this to their event advantage. But we're gonna put inside of the bill the lower any potential noise. Mr. Speaker, laughing out loud. If you and I down here and we really laughing out loud, you know, uh, all of a sudden somebody, oh, you know, you're disturbing me, you cannot laugh on the or next to me, you know, Mr. Speaker? You know, and want us to be removed because it's inside the law. Mr. Speaker, that is not right. We need to clarify a lot of things in this bill. And that is why I say I cannot uh, agree or support it in its current form. Many things have to be clarified. No more laughing, and not love. You have to be down there on the beach with your mouth crying and whispering, Hey, you want wine to my British skis? You want to come here? No, Mr. Speaker. Come on, Mr. Speaker. we can see the mischief and the mischief make his coming out and exploiting these things, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, if the government was serious about helping our people, especially after the pandemic, they would look at clause 23.1. Let's turn to 23.1. A license should be valid for a period of one year and subject to renewal people coming out of the pandemic but the speaker most, most of us have been doing bad especially here in Grand Tuck. all the vendors have been doing real bad not making anything so you're saying uh... uh... only a period of one year we gotta find the money first of all and then and next year, we have to do the same thing. Mr. Speaker, one or two things should have been considered. I usually say, your first year, we're going to give it to everything 50% or free of charge so you can get into the industry. But next year, when you're ready to make your money, the fees is going to go up to the normal. Or say that you will have to only renew every two years. I look at uh, what has happened in Sacramento and California and Florida. Most of the time, the beach vendors get licensed for two years, Mr. Speaker. So it would be nothing new, Mr. Speaker. We have to look at ways to help our people. You know, let it be free the first year. We're not losing anything. Give it to them free for the first year. And after they make their money on their feet, you can sit down with these these uh, bills and these uh, fees, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, I now turn our attention to part five, to the bill. And that is page 20. Mr. Speaker. Interference and obstruction, Mr. Speaker. This section has a lot to do with the and with the law of uh, the legal persons, the persons out uh, the patrolling. But, Mr. Speaker, I would love for us to focus more on protecting the vendors. Also, the Honorable Minister mentioned it a little bit, but I think don't think it goes far, did far enough. There must be protection for those persons. Because our beach vendors do get their materials, equipment, uh, stolen, destroyed, and vandalized. Where are the protections for them, Mr. Speaker? It should be here. You need to give them protection, Mr. Speaker. Course 45, 1B, speaks of indecent language, Mr. Speaker. What if some of our people just talk that way? They use the Fs and the Fs and this and that in regular conversation. So if you're down know, there just using it, in a non-threatening way, and not describing things very colorful. So you can be charged $1,000, Mr. Speaker. You can be charged $1,000. So these things need to be clarified, Mr. Speaker. We do not want to capture people who not intended to be captured. Mr. Speaker, like we say in this Honorable House, it need to be elucidated. Mr. Speaker, I now not to schedule two of the bill, which has mostly been removed uh, to the regulations. Fees and fines, Mr. Speaker. So, Mr. Speaker, after obtaining all your documentation, meeting all the requirements, getting all the business licenses, ensuring you pay and HIV and IB, uh, and getting all that up to date, you have to do the TIDE certification, getting the necessary liability insurance, purchasing safety equipment, and after paying all of that, you now have to qualify for an additional $450 for your license. $50 uh, uh, processing and uh, administration fee and $400 for your license. After all that, Mr. Speaker. And if you're selling food, you need your food handlers permit. And if you are providing what a sports activity, you need a whole heap of requirements additional to all of that, Mr. Speaker. Is this helping our people, Mr. Speaker? Is this allowing them to live their best lives? Mr. Speaker, no. You're regulating and charging them out of the industry. Only, it appears that rich people or well-off people who already have money can afford all of this. Mr. Speaker, another example. One out of every four young men in Grand Tuck have a horse or access to a horse. Someone who want to use their horse in business. But now, Mr. Speaker, with this bill, it's going to be difficult for them to legally enter and operate in that business. Stop it all, Mr. Speaker, all the license and fees required, uh, requirements. The government wants to charge them $450 to take their horse on the beach to walk up and down and sail ride. Yes, it should be designated two zones for this, Mr. Speaker. But, Mr. Speaker, this won't happen anymore. You're killing their business. Business license, insurance, safety equipment. And on top of that, you're just bringing this $450 on there, Mr. Speaker. And Mr. Speaker, also, we understand that horses defecate on the beach, and nobody wants to see that. And that's why we're saying there should be the zones for horseback riding and and the beach in the water. But to ask these guys now that they need to have their manual bags, you know, if they take the horses and the speed and the see, Mr. Speaker, just Google any pictures of tourists on horses, horseback, and whatever. Do you see any bags attached to the horses, Mr. Speaker? This sort all of that is very gross, Mr. Speaker. But if they don't, it's a fine of one thousand dollars, Mr. Speaker. If they don't have those manual bags on those horses, even if it's in that native zones, Mr. Speaker, and even if you say this so only you can take the horse in the world. These things need to be ironed out, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, look at this, Mr. Speaker. The government wants to charge these guys for the horses and the here braiders $450. But pleasure crafts and sailboats get charged $150, Mr. Speaker. Pleasure crafts and sailboat owners get charged $150. But the year-braiders and the guys for the horses $450, mister Speaker. I don't understand that. And so we'll argue that the pleasure craft people, they have to pay more license and insurance. I just told you what the horseback riders, will, uh, the horse riders, uh, persons to do that business now have to pay. Yeah. A whole heap of things also, Mr. Speaker, but they're being charged $450 and the pleasure craft, $150. Where's the equity in that, Mr. Speaker? Mr. You- Speaker? Again, uh, one of the things that you can you have to pay now to go on the beach, Mr. Speaker, to eat. No more dining on the beach. You know, back in the day how huh, the guys used to want to be play Casanova and go on the beach and have your little candlelight dinner. You can't do that no more, Mr. Speaker. You can't play Lava Boy no more. That's uh, without going to the uh, the office and getting your permit first. But Mr. Speaker, if we have to pay that. Do hotels and other restaurants who set up on the beach have to pay the four same fee to set up on on, on the beach when they have their guests on the beach? Do they pay the same $450 for each guest table that they have set up on the beach? Uh, We know that uh, it costs $400 besides the food to do that. So I'm just wondering, Mr. Speaker. And Mr. Speaker, let's look at beach chairs and umbrellas. Uh, I think that's all under the same $450. I can be corrected. How much chairs are each beach allowed to have? Is there a cap amount of chairs and umbrellas for for our beach vendors? And if so, what is it, Mr. Speaker? And what is the cap number for hotels? And what is the cap number for Grand Cruz Center, Mr. Speaker? Or what are the licensing fees that they have to pay to have umbrellas and chairs on the beach? Can these hotels in the grinta Cruise Center, Uh the Gwenta Cruise Center, put up 500 chairs with 250 a.m. Rallies, killing every business around. We just want to know, Mr. Speaker, that needs to be clarified.
1: Can a owner of a condo property get a license to have 50 chairs on the beach? Honorable, um, new proposition, are you going to be much longer? Because we are now at 1 o'clock. So no, 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 no. should we break now or, and let you come back and finish, or... Are you going to be wrapping up soon? No, I'm going to be wrapping up, Mr. Speaker. Okay, proceed. If the House will indulge me, uh, it's about 10, 10 minutes.
2: Okay, proceed. Okay. Yes, Mr. Speaker. Can the Cruise Center, Mentor Cruise Center, for the 500 chairs. killing all business for anybody else? Are they allowed to do that? It's not addressing here, Mr. Speaker. These are things why I cannot support the bill as it is. These things need to be identified. Can a hotel owner put out 250 chairs? Can a condo owner just say, I'm going to get a license to put out 40 chairs in front of my residence, whether people uh, go there or not? I know the zones may address that, but we need to make sure that this doesn't happen, Mr. Speaker. And if they are doing it, Mr. Speaker, how much they're being charged for all those chairs? Mr. Speaker, again, I ask,
0: I will not say,
2: who, who are we working for? Who is the PNP, the Premier and the pre- PNP administration working for here? I want to know.
1: I know I asked um, but he can say the one, 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 one moment. Honorable, um, Honorable Premier. Do you have a point of order?
0: The disruption continues, a proper motive not only to me, but to my entire, to the entire, uh, to the entire team, this entire progressive national party government, right? And yes, we can refute what he's saying. His characterization and and simply, and totally. Um, fabrication, we'll have an opportunity to do that, but he should never be allowed in this house to use proper, um, proper motives. We can dispute the false claims that he's making. has no basis in law. He's just rambling. But to stand here and accuse the, the government of some um, proper motives of working for somebody else other than the people, that can't be allowed, Mr. Speaker. And the Speaker, and, and, and he's been in this house for a long time, and he's already ruled against that. And he keeps going against the rules.
2: I, I didn't say, Mr. Speaker, in my defense. I'm just asking the question. Mr. Speaker, speaker any member from the uh, from the government can jump up and say, when I ask the question, who are you working for? All they have to say is the people. That's simple, Mr. Speaker. And I, I will shut up. I asked the question. All they have to say is I am working for the people. I didn't say that you are working... I didn't say to anyone, I removed that. I didn't say none of the organizations. I'm just asking the question. But Mr. Speaker, I will not ask the question anymore. I will
1: desist from asking that question, like the Premier said. Honorable Leader of the Opposition, please, yes. please proceed. Yes. Mr. Speaker,
2: the Premier stated in his interview, and I quote, we have gotten the consent from the ballot. Yes, Mr. Premier, Honorable Premier, you have gotten the consent from the ballot 14 to 1, but not the consent to do this to your supporters and others, Mr. Yes, Mr. Premier. That's, that's the yes, the people gave you uh, 14 to 1, and you said you have gotten the consent from the ballot, but I'm sure the people wasn't given consent to do this to them. Mr. Speaker, I end by giving some instru- instruction before it all falls into destruction. Don't advance this bill in its current state. Put it, pull it off the agenda. Use the existing ordinance and the wise. and only return this bill when our people is truly confident that it is representing their best interest, and the best interests of all Turks and Caicos Islanders. Mr. Speaker, my generation, your generation, and even the premier's generation would always say to the young people, uh, you, are, you are the future leader. We would always say that when we see young people. You are the future leader. But Mr. Speaker, we are the leaders now. We are the leaders of the country. They are the government. We are the business people. We are the ones in control, Mr. Speaker. And we are now here debating a bill that will make their lives more difficult, not able to live their best lives. Instead of regulating and taxing our people out of business, the honorable premier and his elected government should be working with them so they can collectively raise their level from where they are and where they hope to be and where the country needs them to be, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, these are our people our entrepreneurs our service providers our go-getters and the money they make will be circulated right back in our communities not leaving the shores and building other countries they are the ones who will help build the economy of our communities, our islands, our country before the Premier and others get up and attempt to discredit everything I have just said I need they need to remember the saying, he who feels it knows it. So many of you who desire can say many things in this honorable house to support this bill and attack my word. That the people out there are feeling it, Mr. Speaker. And the people out there know it. And Mr. Speaker, there is something called objective truth. That is, the idea of truth as objective. It's simply that no matter what we believe to be the case, some things will always be true and other things will always be false. Our beliefs, whatever they are, have no bearing on the facts of the world around us. Objective truth, Mr. Speaker. It can be proven. Mr. Speaker. Therefore, objective truth will always persist. Mr. Speaker, I also want the Premier and leading his government to be cognizant of this. And I'm going to get just a little philosophical here, Mr. Speaker, but all those with a conscious mind will get it. That all effects shall bring forth its causes. And all causes are bring forth from the results of effects. We can only read the future from courses that bring forth their effects. What are the real courses that are bringing forth the effects stated in this bill? And what will be the later courses from the effects in this bill? I want the Premier to look into the courses that he is bringing into being. By the passing of this bill, Mr. Speaker, many effects will happen. And surely there will be a many negative effects. We in this Honorable House should only agree to effects that in turn will be, course, be the causes of wonderful and prosperous outcomes for our people. Mr. Speaker, all of us who are elected need to remember just how the electorates give it, the electorate take it away. My best in Old English, Mr. Speaker. I know this to be true. It is in them that the real power lies. Do good by them, Mr. Speaker, and they will do good by you. Support our people, and they will support by, support you. Let us remember, before us, there were artists who have risen to power. Some with more power than what elected members have today. However, I tell you this, Mr. Speaker. As it was before, others have fallen. So shall our time in this honorable house come to an end. And after we are gone, others will move into the seats we now occupy. We will all eventually be forgotten and will eventually be relics of the past. The only thing that will remain are the decisions that we make, for or against the advancement, enhancement, and uplifting of our people in our country. And maybe, so we will ask, who was the Premier and the members of government that made that decision? Who voted for the passage of this bill? And what was the people of the day saying? What was the position of my grandparents and my great-grandparents? How did they let this happen? How will history remember our decisions? Therefore, Mr. Speaker, I want our people to stand up and demand that the people they elect to office lead them properly. Demand that we, and I said we, always do what is good for them, both for them now and for their future. Mr. Speaker, sight is to see things as they are. Vision is to see things as they could be. I seek vision, Mr. Speaker.
1: that is if that I knew. Thank you very much, Honorable Member, for your contribution. We are now past the one o'clock hour, and this Honorable House is hereby suspended until 2 p.m. <laughs>